Welcome one, welcome all. Welcome to the goddamn Bricks in the Wall. I am your host, Juan, a.k.a. Truth.in.media. Or if you play Xbox, sometimes I hop on. I'm Trippy Shaman. I like to talk with people on there too. I ask them weird questions. Um, uh, a couple months ago, I would take acid. I, this was a long time ago when I was like taking a lot of acid. I would take acid and hop on GTA and just ask people like, are we in the matrix? I'm Mor- Where's Morpheus? You know, just trying to spark conversation. And interestingly enough, I I had some conversations with some people on that were pretty open-minded. And that was a long time ago, way before this podcast. And uh, ever since I did this podcast, I kind of go on missions to find interesting people. So I scour Instagram. I look for people that I feel like I can have a connection with. And um, there was this guy that kept popping up in my feed. Uh, His name is um, Contemporary Problems. He is EJ. Uh, I'm going to bring him on in a bit, but I just want to do a quick intro. He's a comrade. He's a truther, a podcaster, musicianship. God damn it, musician. He's um, another human. And it's very rare to find legit original humans nowadays. It seems like most of the people out there are either zombies or on their way to become zombies. But... <clears throat> so I found this guy, I scoured through his uh, Instagram page, and I was fascinated instantly by what I saw. You can tell by somebody what kind of person they are by the stuff they post. And, um, you know, a lot of people on Instagram will either post booty pics or what they're eating or where they're traveling to. But no, this guy's just about posting either memes or videos trying to expose what we're all trying to see, which is the truth, which is behind that metaphorical wall that we all create. And so I've been listening to his podcast. Uh, he's a real interesting guy. Uh, he had a conversation recently with New York Patriot, those two guys who have a super awesome podcast. They were ex-Secret Society members, but now they kind of left to show people the truth. And so to, today we're going to have on EJ from Contemporary Problems. How you doing, brother? Good, man. Thanks. Thanks for the kind words as well. Yeah, man. So... the. The way the reason I started this podcast is because I wanted to talk to other similar like-minded people. I didn't have many people around me other than three guys who I'm really close with to talk about this stuff and uh, come to find out there's hundreds and thousands of us out there and um, you're another one of them. I want to start off by asking you, what do you think it was either in your childhood or in your upbringing that kind of led you down this path of asking questions and not just taking things at face value? Um, I think I was just blessed with discernment. Like even my parents as a kid just said that even like when I was young, I was just really good at reading people and reading situations. And like, you know, could just like, I could spot a snake. I could spot a bad seed. I could spot something negative. Mm. Because even as a kid, like I didn't like watching TV. Like I just knew that like the commercials were trying to get you and everything. It just seemed like, a weird world it seemed like I've, I've been down i've done this before and i was aware of it like from an early age so i've just kind of been blessed with that discernment but it like didn't really like click till like i got older and realized that or that it was like this kind of special ability or whatever but like i don't know even being a teenager and like oh 9 11 9 like mm-hmm. duh like it to me it just seemed like that simple yeah, yeah. some of this stuff that's fascinating. I, I guess I have a similar like thing. When I was little, I would always be seeing things or finding things. Like for example, every time we went to the pool, I would either find rings or jewelry or money or change or something. 
And then as I got a little bit older, I guess 10, 11, when my dad started taking us to the library, I would run to like that paranormal section of like UFOs, aliens, ghosts, haunted houses, the unseen essentially. And I, I think I kind of narrowed it down that my whole life has been about trying to see the unseen and then show others these things because there's a lot to learn because it seems like a lot of what really is reality has been occulted from us. And that doesn't mean anything dark or mysterious. It just means there's been a lot of knowledge hidden from us. And this knowledge, they use it for their advantage to kind of have a, a leg up on us and manipulate and control us. Would you agree? Yep. I think that um, it's through the occult that they manipulate the reality and they create the reality in front of us through the occult. Right, right. So I'm big on that. I'm big on decoding that and pointing that out because I do think it is like a battle of reality and there's a control over the reality. And I don't know, it's kind of like we have more power over yeah, this reality, yeah. but it's through the occult and the symbolism and the repetition and, and attacking our subconscious and everything that they kind of create the fabrics of reality that we're kind of stuck in, you know, like it's kind of that whole prison kind of thing or whatever. I agree, but I would push back in in that it is not them creating it. I think that they push the ideas forward, and we ourselves, by accepting their narratives, yeah. we be, we create this reality for ourselves. So it's like we're building oh. the cage, you know, ourselves. All right, EJ. Yeah. So um, you said your parents always noticed that you were always seeing things. You were kind of, I guess, an empath. You were very precocious to things, not just seeing the surface of things. So what was it as you got older that got you to look into either, for example, when 9-11 happened, how old were you? 13. And at that moment, you already kind of made the connection of... Well, it was just like, really, they did this on 9-1-1, really, mm -hmm. like, like, it was just, to me, it was just that simple. I just, I just knew that there was more to it, that like, okay, maybe they do do something right, like right. this. And maybe even we can talk about the geometria because, uh, guys, EJ is a master at geometria type of stuff. And I've always been yeah. fascinated with that type of things, but I've never delved into it. But I've heard you, EJ, on a couple podcasts talking about how, man, it's strange. And I always, before I really dug into it, I would be like, oh, y'all guys are just pulling numbers out y'all ass. Y'all can do anything with math. But then as I looked into it, I was like, wait a minute. No, the number 93, the number 56. It seems like these numbers repeat a lot and it. Maybe you can help us understand what geometry is and how people use it to kind of manipulate reality. Uh, yeah, it's like spell casting. Also, I realized you're saying EJ, it's TJ. TJ, sorry, I'm so like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, EJ. That was my bad, maybe I didn't TJ, pronounce it TJ. probably, but it's all good. What it's is your name good. then, Tim? What is your full name? Uh, I like keeping that a little secret. Okay, cool. But, yeah, uh, true. Yeah, yeah, let's keep it on the wraps. It's T TJ is my, my public name, okay, you know? TJ. <laughs> so what's yeah. geometry, TJ? What is gematria? Um, it is, well, letters are ladders, and the letters are always going to be in the same sequence. Therefore, they're always A is always going to be the first letter, B is always going to be the second letter, C mm -hmm. is always going to be the third letter, so on and so forth. So they're always going to be in an order, and so they're in that numerical order. Numbers are energy. Numbers are, are everything. It's like one of the first laws of the universe, right. like one plus one equals two, it's creation, it's right. everything. So with that, like, yeah, I don't know, it's just a way to read the energy. It's a way to understand the words, the spells, the spellings, mm -hmm. and it's a way to dissect the energy and what it means and find connections through that. And when you get into it, 
you realize very quickly on that they use this, that this is being used on an insane level, like a quantum, quantum level of everything where it's to me, that's like, it's through the gematria that I think that they do coat the fabrics of a reality because it's all spell casting. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. But I guess my question would be is, I, I guess I'm, a, I'm aware that the ancient Hebrew language, which was the, the original Bible, was encoded in such a way that the original Hebrew language, the, the words and the letters had a numerical value. And words like, for example, love, God, peace, all had the same numerical value. Yeah. Now, my question would be, how do you think this came about? Like, who structures language and who gives it? Like, who decided this is going to be the sequential order of this alphabet? Or who laid the foundations for this to come about? Um, I think they probably figured it out really early on. And I almost like, like I, I decode it from, like, the cube, the black cube of Saturn kind of thing. And, and to think of it as, like, it's, like, beyond comprehension but essentially like a supercomputer mm. and they and they can pull from this energy they know how to get information from this and through that they were able to like create languages to fit the mold of the numbers Whoa. mixed with like the divine order of creation and god and all that stuff like the, the divine order also created the numbers but i think they learned years and years and years ago that they could manipulate this like to the point where they knew about this before like the creation of even maybe the english language like that's that's just like a what if but the just the way that it works and the way the code show up it just seems like they've been doing this for a very long time yeah. and it's it's babylon right babel on right they they created the babel and like it's yeah it trips me out for sure that it that it like could be that deep of a thing. But when you just get codes that repeat over and over again and everything, it's, it's sometimes you see the divine order of God and sometimes you see Saturn mm. doing his work and mm. Satan or whatever. Right. Right. Cause I've always, since I was a child, I would think where did language come up? Like how did two different people decide? Okay. Like I can understand physical things like, okay, this is a rock. We're going to call it a rock. This is the mountain. We're going to call it a mountain. But how do you start naming and categorizing things that are either metaphorical or of the mind or things that are unphysical, like uh, word fillers or such? Like, it seems like and language already started when it was kind of complete. Like you said, they pulled it from this cube or something. Yeah. And they created like this mathematical order of it. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had like paranormal experiences or psychic kind of things where um, you, commute, you communicate telepathically. Yes, yes. Um, so, like, for me, this wasn't what the subject was, but for me, it was, like, if I thought of a giraffe and sent it to you, sent that energy to you, you, whatever language you spoke, you would know what that was through the symbolism of through what that is, whether you spoke the same language or not. Hmm. So I think that it used to just be more symbols and and all that. And then they figured out that they can manipulate the language with that. Because like, right. and maybe that's even something I should look into more is like the history of like documentation and writing and all that stuff. Because, well, like stuff's always been documented, but like, like symbolism and all that. But as far as like reading and writing, because I'm pretty sure it was protected. Like, I'm pretty sure... Oh, yeah. That was like a... Like, poor people weren't allowed to, like, read or write for a long time, too. Yeah. That was, like, a thing. 
Well, yeah, of course. That's why they they had the original like Bible in Latin, and only the people who were like in the church could explain or even read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fascinating, brother. Because yeah, I always think about that. It always seems like when I even I love studying ancient societies or how humanity even started. It seems like from the get go, humans already had all this knowledge. And I hear you often speak about God and um, the Bible. What would you say about the idea that uh, maybe you've heard of this through the book of Enoch, that it was these angels or these entities that came from higher realms and came down to earth and taught humans art, math, uh, how to use plants, um, you know, how to do all these things that humans had no idea about? Yeah, um, (laughs) that makes me think about that there was a, a, yeah, to like come down and kind of, maybe there was like a reality change and they had to come down to create that within this reality because yeah like it's even like it says like lucifer gave us music mm-hmm. like yeah they did give us all those arts and then people get into talk about how maybe there was like some sort of angel and human interaction that wasn't supposed to go down yeah. and that's like why we are what we are right now right i've also heard that before like i say pretty open to stuff like i i deal more in like what ifs than absolutes because i think that like there's just more beauty to the mystery. And I think that like, do we really know? And like, I don't know, I get into consciousness and reality and stuff. So sometimes I just like get taken back and have a hard time trying to like understand things on like in the third dimension or like that kind of thing. No, yeah, for sure, bro. The same with me. Um, I always have an open mind. I never stick to one narrative and say, this is how it is or this is how it should be. You have to be open to anything because like science is always constantly changing new knowledge comes out new awareness comes out we have to be able to shift our opinion with what we know but yeah i guess that i've been more leaning toward that idea because i'm sure you've heard this that it, almost all ancient societies or cultures talk about something from above coming down and sharing knowledge i'm sure you've seen that new recent oh, yeah. show um ancient apocalypse from uh, with uh graham hancock and how he talks about how most all the ancient monolithic sites, if you study their culture, they, they talk about these things from from above coming down and teaching them. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know, like through some of my enlightenment experiences, you kind of like tap into this. You kind of can tap into certain frequencies a bit better. And like you get like different kind of downloads, like the whole thing, like, oh, where'd you learn this? It's like my third eye mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I think that, it's probably also it's it's a bit of that so maybe that's like them coming down to different to our dimension to this dimension kind of thing but we can tap into theirs yeah and that makes me think about indra's net and then when i really try to understand geomatria what i was leaning toward the idea is what if geomatria is a way for these entities or whatever to manipulate things in reality because sometimes when you study that geomatria stuff People will get really into it, like the number of the ambulance, uh, the number of the birthday of the person. And I'm like, this is too perfect for anybody to, to any human to create on their own. What I'm thinking is there's entities, you know, either above or beyond this realm. They're kind of helping all these things happen because they're super intelligent, these beings, in my opinion. And they know way more than what we could do because humans are messy. They're dumb, you know. I mean, sometimes I'll get into the idea of thinking of how the Illuminati can control the whole world when it's so hard to control people. But it it really is so simple when you have the power of media. And then what my thinking is, what if these, I don't know if I want to call them demons or fallen angels or what, 
are helping these dark humans set these things in motion and then all of these numbers are hidden within and if you can kind of spot them out you can see the blueprint in a sense i guess yeah definitely i think like and if you just look at it even from like a conspiracy standpoint if you're researching something and you have all this this connects to this this connects to this you can also use that gematria as a tool to connect it even further right right like it, it can it kind of can be that red thread or that like missing piece to something that people are researching like to add that element to it uh -huh. i think is just like really cool especially considering how much you can use it to align with that yeah man it's so wild when you start thinking in that sense like how, how do how when did people start saying okay let's let's look at this numbers let's analyze this let's look at the birthday of the person who was involved let's look at how far event how far the <clears throat> event happened from their birthday and it's like how do y'all how do y'all pull all these things now you said you've been doing this for a while now how did you get started into searching the alternative and did it start with geomacha or was it something else in particular um it was spiritual then conspiratorial then spiritual then conspiratorial um <laughs> i've been into astrology since i was like nine years old uh -huh. and like spirituality and stuff just kind of empathic kind of way of life and all that so that really resonated with me at a very young age so i was just always paying attention to that always paying attention to transits people personalities all that mm. and then um who taught you I this got, was it just you by yourself it was self-taught from like nine years old books and just always paying attention to it wow. then like when youtube came out youtubers just anywhere i could get get information kind of i have taken courses and all that since but uh and then and then just like yeah being just kind of being different, not not really as a part of this world or just seeing past seeing past a lot of it most mm -hmm. of my life. <clears throat> I even like went down, I couldn't handle seeing what I could see where like I played in a band and did all that where like I would drink and like got into drugs and all that because I wanted to block out. I just wanted to like be normal for a mm. long time. So like I'm a couple years pretty sober now, but uh, like that affected it all. And then um, I was got into like demonic possessions and paranormal stuff around like 2012 and then so i was like full cons conspiracy by like 2014 and then in 2016 it was the day after trump won the election that i was like what's this numerology stuff i'm just <laughs> suspicious like we just had orange man versus like hillary you know like that's a pretty brutal like what is this world like mm. seriously and uh i got into numerology the day after and i looked like a crazy person because there's like pages and numbers and everything <laughs> written trying to decode trump and trying to get all into that and then i'm like okay they use this so i always just kind of had it and kept it as a back burner and then um it was in 2019 i was like oh man i'm gonna like get into astrology and like try and do this and help people but i'm gonna learn more so then i'm like i'm gonna get into numerology from a positive standpoint and then 2020 happened and it was like, okay, it kind of felt like a calling. A lot of the people I decode with, we all say that like the second 2020 started going full 20, it was like, we all kind of had this calling to like get into this stuff. Right. Just like a lot of people around 2020 started podcasts and started speaking out about truth, like crazy and all that. And then, yeah, it's so right from the start there, I was already like had the foundation. So like I was already pretty good at it and then just continued doing it since 
Oh, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I really dig that you said that about 2020 because it does seem like, man, that's going to impact. This going to be a before COVID and after COVID. And it's uh, always it's always it's always going to be before and after 2020. Right. And even like the clever codes in that, like hindsight is 2020. Yes. Right. Like it's literally man, it's, it's fascinating. sometimes the codes are really easy. Sometimes it's just riddles, too. It's not it's not like this over complex Dramatria stuff. Sometimes it's just like clever little riddles. I think too. Yeah, like, and a lot it's, of it. It's a weird it thing. Yeah, a lot of it is just hidden in plain sight, and it's just people yeah. can't see it. And yeah, and like again to say, a lot of the people that I've been talking to, it's it was the 2020 catalyst. It seems like everyone, the way I see COVID, it was kind of like it made everyone go and seclude into their own cave or their home and, and really examine themselves. Like you had all the time in the world, you didn't have to work. You were locked in at home and. A lot of people took that time either to binge on TV and Netflix and others took the time to really re-examine their life and think of what they're doing is actually what they want to do. And then throw in the whole media deception about um, the medical industry. So many more people are waking up and I love seeing you know, people going off grid, making their own farms or making their own soap or whatever, just realizing that the pharmaceuticals, which is the actual word, if you can make it, maybe break it down for us, comes from um, occultism and witchcraft, right? Yeah, it's pharmakia. Like, uh, yeah, it's witchcraft. And even witchcraft, witchcraft is a match with uh, vaccination in Gematria. How so? Oh, the same numerical value? Yeah. What, do you know? The <laughs> and that's a match with, I don't, can, I, can I say these these words? Yeah, these, man. These, just words? Anything, cuss, bring it up. Well, this also fits because this is this is a match with Andrew Tate. So oh. I'm gonna just break this down real quick too, because because okay. everyone is like I say, it's like we've got to be weary that we're spell casting. They want us talking about Andrew Tate. So Andrew Tate equals one one one, and um, there's a Sumerian cipher that I use a lot, which is uh, instead of A being one, B being two, it's it's factors of six. So A is six, B is twelve, C is eighteen, so on and so forth. Mm. So it's just the alphabet times six, mm. and that's important because of spell casting. Because spell casting is hexing which is also witchcraft. German for witch is hexen. Mm-hmm. Hex means to cast a spell. And that fits with like the cube and the hexagon and everything. So I use the Sumerian because it's a, it's a factor of six. It's like amplifying the original code mm-hmm. to a higher, a higher frequency. That frequency is six. So anything that's one, one, one is going to equal six, six, six. Okay. In Sumerian, right? And then that's also important with magic because... Crowley's magic square of the sun is six rows that add up to one, one, one. And those six rows of one, one, one equals six, six, six. So anytime they use the one, one, one and the six, 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 they're literally like pulling, doing some sort of magic with the magic square. And if people are unfamiliar with the magic square, it's basically like a Sudoku board that has a certain order to it. Um, but so Andrew Tate equals this one, 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 six, six, which is a match with mandatory and, you know, and the, the V words, it's also a match with the COVID vaccine, forehead sign, receive a mark, a satanic mark, the hand or head, witchcraft. Wow. Just to name a few. So all these words have the same numerical value? Yeah. They all equal one, one, one and six, six, six. Yes. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Whenever I see or hear things like that, I'm like, man, this is like you're peering through the simulation or something like, yeah, it's, it's putting a magnifying glass up to the cube or up to the matrix for sure. So when you get into ciphering and stuff, like I'm sure you have several ciphers, how do you know where to, where to plug in what? 
Yeah, it's um, it's surprisingly we use a lot of intuition and we'll just type stuff in and it fits exactly with what we're doing. Like even with this Andrew Tate stuff, we have an Andrew Potato code that led us to so that revealed so much. How so? And Can it, you explain that potato? Um, well, it's a match with it. That, it's a deep labyrinth. Like we're we're still kind of working on it. It fits more with what I do because like I don't I don't just like decode like oh like a rapper died. I won't just like decode this and that. I try and I try and look at it from a grander scheme. Mm. I'm like fine. I'm like got the magnifying glass up to the matrix, but at the same time I've like got the step back and I'm trying to get it from like a grander scheme in a way that I could like educate people as well through the process. But Andrew Potato is a match with sex trafficking and Twitter drama. And those match with Turtle Shell. And I talk about how it's Turtle Island and the grid and how it's like, it's the turtle grid. The, the turtles have hexagons on the back. It's, mm. the, it's the hexagon grid and everything. Um, yeah, I don't even know if I can go down that labyrinth because we're not quite done like finishing those codes, but no, yeah, I, it's just I was just kind of pointing out that like sometimes you can channel it. Yeah, there's different ciphers and there's properties. Everyone kind of learns their own tricks with it. It's that's the thing is there isn't a lot of teaching of Dramatria. It's just like a lot of people that kind of just were able to figure it out. I always wanted to like set up something where I could teach people it, but you kind of just gotta like continually just do Dramatria, and people will will eventually just kind of click or see the patterns or habits that you do right right and it's exactly like what you say it's more of an intuitive sense because like you yeah said, you can't teach exactly that way to how do you see things through because like how you how you all put it together like the hex and the turtle and how the turtles have the shell that looks like a hex like yeah. you have to be able to be wide open and be able like like you are as a person you don't stick to any one ideology or pattern you're willing to accept and see all of it yeah that's fascinating, brother. So who's this other partner person that you do this with? Uh, there's resonant properties I work with a bunch that are in a group chat. Some of us like just look at sports. Some of us look at news. Some of us. Oh, yeah. Me, me and resonant properties more look at the occult and the esoteric and like the deeper meaning of it, which is funny because like we'd probably be good if we were like the ones decoding the news, but we just like don't care. Like we just um, <laughs> dissociate from that. Right. Like probably a little too much. Like, obviously, like, if my thing's called contemporary problems, I got to be talking about the contemporary problems. But it's also still the grand scheme that just through a lot of this work, it's it's just spell casting and trying to, like, bring awareness to that. Right. So, because there's a lot of lanes that I want to go down to, um, but I kind of want to go through your origin story. You said around 13 you were playing music. What, what was it that got you into music or how did you find out that was going to be a part of your life? I knew that as a very young child because, like, like I said, I never liked watching TV or anything. I remember like hating Barney. Like, I remember like <laughs> don't like I hated kid shows too. Like, like like three years. Like I have like memories of like being three years old, like hating this stuff. And and then it's like I grow up and find out oh the, there's like satanic symbolism between when they use purple and green. Not necessarily if you use purple and green means that you're satanic or anything, but it's just funny how that works. Mm. But what I didn't mind watching when I was three years old was music television. So like, I always just was like, oh, I'm going to be a rock star one day. And wow. I just got into it and just like kind of went down like the punk rock path. Were your parents and, Like musicians? the hard rock path and all that. No, like my brother played music a bit, but like I don't come from a musical family. I have an auntie that did really well in Nashville for a bit. But like, um, like it was all just kind of on my own. Mm -hmm. Just like I would picked up an instrument one day and could could already kind of play it. Like I'm not I'm not an expert musician or anything, but I, like, you know, I play and it's just like 
sometimes it's it's natural yeah I so it's that. just like always been there and then i yeah i played in a band for like 10 years we like toured and did oh, yeah? all right like one of those like oh you guys are like a real band kind of thing that's awesome brother i, I love yeah. that it's when people i think um i'm aware that some people are just not able to play music but the ability <laughs> to play music it's like a I think everyone has their own gifts. Some people can play music. Some people can make uh, good airplanes. Some people could... Everyone varies. And I like how people discover what their gift is. And it's very sad. Many people will go through their life and not ever discover what their gift is. Yeah, that's the that's the Saturn's realm. It's like, yeah, you, you have these windows to like get on these gifts or like I consider like your dharma almost like your your higher purpose or maybe not your higher purpose but a purpose that will fulfill you mm. but it's like the but then life happens yeah. well then you also have to put into perspective that everything that is basically offered from the world media music television everything that people are consuming kind of is made to have you I don't know, not pay attention to yourself. Look, Keep looking outwards instead of discovering who you are. It's just like consume this, consume this, look at this, look at this. Anything to distract you from either acknowledging source or realizing your potential. Definitely. And and I think to you with like the truth and it resonates more. I think when I started, it wasn't resonating as much. It's just like the importance of like the spirituality aspect mm-hmm. of this all. Like, I don't know, I kind of think that we're in the apocalypse. And I think that it's just like that spiritual preparation is just as important, if not more important than like your how much stocked up or if you're paranoid about that. Like, I think the mind, body, soul is just as important in these revelations and unveilings that are happening to be able to handle that as as much as like finding the truth itself like you have to find your own truth and your own truth within and discover yourself yeah for sure along this process while you were speaking about that i'm reminded of terence mckenna he spoke one time he was talking about people worry so much about getting a brand new car or a nice home or uh, nice tires on their car but what you should really be doing is fixing the spiritual tires on your spiritual vehicle because when you leave the body i mean you're going somewhere else which is eternal i mean you should be worrying more about because like the Egyptians, they spend most of their life preparing for the afterlife. And people now are so, it's sad, confounded. They're, they're following shiny things that are emptiness and they don't lead you anything. I mean, yeah, they might make you feel good for a bit, but they're empty things that don't add value or raise your consciousness. On, on the other hand, they kind of lower your consciousness and they make you more attached to the material world and fill you with fear of clutching and not losing what you've gotten. Yeah, we seek too much from the external. We and it's just the way the world's set up. It's all it's all consume, consume, consume. So like, a lot of people don't even understand that there's an internal aspect and an internal thing that you can pull from. And most people spend their whole lives just pulling from the external factors, the material mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. their their external input and all that, rather than rather than going within. And that's just like, that's everything. That's like wanting likes or like doing social media and that thing to just like wanting to buy something or just it's when there's so much like they just seek happiness from the outside when like if you're not happy inside same with like love and stuff if you don't love yourself enough you can't truly like like love everyone or whatever like that whole kind of thing is like there's so much work that has to go within yeah in order to like change with what's out but they got us programmed in this world to only focus on 
everything outwards, everything that's in front of us rather than within us. Mm. Well, check this out. I think you'll dig this. I, I forgot where I read this, but this is a story about, I think it's just a myth, but it's a myth about in the past, the gods, um, they weren't happy with how humans were manipulating each other. So they decided to take, because everybody was so happy all the time that they didn't know how to appreciate it. So they took happiness out of humans and they were discussing among themselves, where should we hide happiness? And then one of them poses, oh, we should hide happiness on top of a mountain. They'll never reach it. And so they discuss and then they say, no, but eventually they'll climb and they'll find it. And another one posed, what if we hide it in a different planet? They'll never be able to get it that way. And then another one posed, well, they'll build machines and eventually they'll get to it. And then another one posed, what if we hide it at the bottom of the ocean? They will never be able to get it. And the same guy said, well, they'll build machines that get to there. And then finally, the last guy said, what if we hide it inside of themselves? They'll never look there. And then that, that kind of like kind of makes the whole connection of like, yeah, man, it seems like people are looking everywhere, everywhere under every rock, behind every myth or occult knowledge. When the truth is, it, like you mentioned earlier, it really is just yourself getting these downloads. And in my life, I've noticed that the majority of downloads that have helped me the most are either through going through uncomfortable moments, either being in pain or being sick or having a difficult psychedelic trip or things of that sense that kind of make me think and go inside myself and ask, okay, why am I feeling like this? Should I keep pushing through? And then this kind of, I feel like my consciousness is kind of expanding and, and sensing everything and feeling life at a richer experience. Sorry, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, no, I had like a code open. It threw me off. <laughs> gotta no, close the didn't. numbers. Numbers are numbers. Oh. So you know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes, so you gotta like, like I mean, have to take breaks. Some stuff we decode, and like I like decoded gravity and stuff. Really, like weighed me down, and I just, I just was trying to find a slide, and it just like hit me super hard. Um, so I got lost in what you said. I apologize. No, you're good. Um, I want to talk about, because you said on your podcast that you had uh, experiences with LSD and that at one yeah. point, was this the catalyst that got you to stop drinking? Because you went sober, correct? Yeah. Um, I I got pulled by a, a high, a river was really high and we were drinking. There was like a rock you could get to. Okay. And uh, the river was like really high and busy that day. And we were drinking all day on this rock and it's like, cool. There's like stuff to jump off. It's like paradise and all this, but the river was a little hot, but like the rock in the middle of the river was still like the best pot. Like we could still get there. Mm -hmm. And on the way back and I was drunk, the river pulled me and I got like, it was really, really scary. I, I like slipped and the river like pulled me and dragged me like 40 feet. And then I like, got stuck and luckily like my my leg like i sprained my ankle like got like wedged between some rocks oh or i would have just kept going and it was like a print it was like okay time to stop but it was also like that would have that was in 2020 so that was like the first couple three months i all i did was like drink and play video games mm. and, and didn't care it was just like whatever and then and then that just kind of changed everything and i like that was just like my wake up call. And then I just like got bought, got a bunch of numerology courses, astrology courses, everything. And was just like, I was already like big into the truther stuff, but I just knew that 
in order to do these higher things that I would have to, I would need that commitment and I could no longer bring that lifestyle forward. Mm. If I'm to talk about like these complex things or like, yeah, all these kind of things that I wouldn't be pure, that I would, that I've been losing my purity and like losing my vibration from doing that for too long. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that that's another thing. It's an uncomfortable moment. You're like, oh man, I don't like this. What can I do to change it? And then this where this enlightenment, I guess, in a sense comes and you're like, okay, let's, let's try something else. How bad was your drinking? Uh, <clears throat> not bad. I would just like, I would just drink like almost every day. And I worked in bars too as well. And I was just like around that. Like it wasn't bad. And like I was doing far less drugs than all my peers and everything. But I just like, I think it was just like a consistent, like it was like four, four beers a day or six beers a day even or whatever, like that kind of thing. Or like always have a beer after work or just wake up and be like, oh, today would be a nice sunny day, nice sunny morning. And I'd like, mix a drink or something like it was but i wasn't like always drunk i just like always kind of had a buzz mm. just always like numb because i it was hard to cope with and that's the whole spirituality thing is i wasn't willing to face myself spiritually so therefore i wasn't able to handle the world that i could see mm. the pain that the world was in that the hellscape that we live in i just couldn't handle it so the, i used the alcohol to numb that yeah, yeah. it's an escape yeah and it's sad because I'm sure you've heard of Gabor Mate, that doctor that helps people sort of with psychedelics. Um, he says that we all have some type of trauma and people will develop either addictions or these behaviors that kind of hinder us from overpassing these. And they can be either addiction to uh, drugs or gambling or even, uh, I, I think I heard this, Gabor Mate, he was addicted to buying CDs. He, it was so bad to the point that when his daughter was born, that same day, he left his wife at the hospital to go buy some CDs at a, at a CD store. <laughs> oh, wow. And that's the guy. He's the doctor now that realized that he was like, a, as a child, uh, his mom was actually living, she was a Jew, and she was like hiding from the Nazis. And that at, when she was, uh, when Gabor Mate was a child, um, his mom was carrying him and across the street were some Nazis coming, checking for papers. And so out of fear, the mom just like instantly just gives the baby to some, some people walking by and walks away. And Gabor Mate says, he explains that he didn't know at the moment, but his soul at the moment experienced abandonment. And that from this abandonment, as he, as he grew up, he became a, a workaholic because he didn't ever want to experience abandonment. He always wanted to have people praising him and wanting him. And subconsciously, all of that led him to become a doctor, which people praise and adore because they're there to heal. And eventually he figured this out because he was a workaholic. Uh, he was never there for his family. And then he discovered that he was doing that because in, as a child, he had this trauma. And upon realizing this, he was able to say, oh, okay, that was in the past. I can let that go now. Let me focus on my family. Let me focus on other things instead of just being consumed by work. Yeah, and that just goes with the whole external. Um, it was weird, though, because in the, in the end, I ended up traumatizing myself more by living that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And like living, like it just brought me closer to the darkness. and what I, But at the same time, it allows me to discern the darkness and I can see the evil so clearly 
kind of thing. So it's a weird thing where it's like, I don't think even my discernment now wouldn't have been possible without me spending all that time on the dark side to have met the devil and caught the dragon and like all that kind of stuff. So yeah, for sure. We all got to go through our dark night of the soul. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And it for like, even the past couple of years forced a lot of us into that. Yeah. I forced it. That's what I, I mean, it's a bittersweet thing, right? The whole COVID thing. Yeah. I mean, it destroyed families, possibly separated families, but at the end of the day, I think this will be a bittersweet moment where a lot of people, like you said, hindsight, what were we doing before? That was not the way. And I don't know, man. I feel sometimes I want to ask you about this. Do you ever go pessimistic, optimistic? Do you go in cycles or what is your outlook? Um, I bring a lot of light because I know how dark it is. But at the same time, I can exist in that and I've existed in that darkness that I won't like I can talk about it and 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 not like I just like be okay going to the very dark places like I feel like I'm a very neutrally balanced person but I'm neutrally balanced because I'm like heavily polarized in both lightness and darkness mm, yeah true yeah. or positivity and negativity which allows me to just kind of like meet in that middle we all have our balance but I I think that I'm very neutral in that, but I come across as positive for the most part. Same, but some like sometimes I'll go through cycles. Like I said, I'll, I'll be like, oh man, the internet, uh, Instagram, TikTok, people are waking up. But then I'll be like things like with this Andrew th- Tate thing. What, what do you think? Maybe we can discuss what happened. Can you break it down with the whole Greta Thunberg thing happened? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know, it's the same, it's like the world is a stage. I think that, right, I think yeah. that it's just from my perspective and the, and the gematria and that kind of work that I do, that I think that it's just them spellcasting the reality. Mm. It's, it's all like he, he, his logo on Twitter or whatever, like his logo has a chess piece on it. And his dad was a grand master, master chess player. Like, and it's all a game. They play a game. They play this energy illusion game. Mm. And it's, you know, like that whole like world, world chess, right? Like the chess of the globe, like that whole kind of thing. And so to me, it's just like, oh, look, we're playing that. We're, I was still kind of trying to decode it a bit more with like the masculine, and the feminine. But then even think about it, if Greta's like this young girl, like it's just, it's weird. Like it's, it's everything about it is just weird. I don't really like know if there's like a full take i I was kind of working on it on like a deeper level but like like i've pointed out those things that equal one 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 six 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 that match his name so it's like if you're against that then like and we know that they're spell casting then maybe we shouldn't be talking about it as much or posting about it as much because it's almost like they lay the bait and we're taking it Mm. like obviously we have to talk about it and figure out what the hell they're doing and what's going on but like yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like for me, yeah, I don't know if I like have, but just like my take fully finished because it's just it's still like so fresh. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, but and it's... It, like I don't know. Like I, I per like I don't pay attention to that guy. So it's like I don't have any background info on him. Like right. why do these people know so much about this guy? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. not someone. Maybe it's someone obviously for coding and all that to be paying attention to. But it's like you know I haven't 
put my energy or focus into anything this person does. Right. Like me too, whenever they're pushing something really hard, like on the media or on the news, I, I tend to not really want to dig into it. I, I wait a couple of days, let it sizzle because like you said, yeah, I think they're priming people. They want this news to be circulating. Again, you could say that about the Balenciaga thing. Have you seen how when people break down the word Balenciaga, when they translate it, it turns into uh, Baal is king? Yeah. And now imagine hundreds of thousands of people all over the world saying and typing that out. You're adding to that energy. Yeah. Yeah, one, one good example of that that I did a big post on was uh, Katy Perry eye, when her eye was right. glitching. Yeah. And that was the most trending thing. Yeah. So they use birthdays and all this. So Katy Perry's eye was trending on her birthday. Like, that's just ridiculous. And mm. everyone's posting Katy Perry's eye, Katy Perry's eye. So even when you go to Google and you type in Katy Perry, it would suggest Katy Perry eye, so, meaning that Katy Perry eye is this code, the one that's being searched the most. Katy Perry eye is a match with New World Order. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, enough there. And, and like a deep decode on that, because it's like Saturn and Satan. In Sumerian, New World Order equals 1044, 1044. Uh, 10.44 is what they tell us the speed of gravity on Saturn is. Really? So it's literally just a Saturn code. Wow. And, and it's, it's like, it's, it's just deep. It's just, it's that simple. Like they do that or like Kanye West stuff. Like it, it's, it's all just coding and like, I don't know. Yeah. I just think that we need to take a step back from that because the, it's so hard to not talk about it, but mm -hmm. like there has to be some sort of balance. Cause like everyone's just like, the Dave Chappelle meme, like, or like, you know, y'all got any more, like, y'all got any more Andrew Tate decodes? Like, everyone wants it so bad. Mm -hmm, right. Like, they're still looking for that external understanding. Right. And then when you think about it, they censor and hide everything that they don't want us to see, but they don't censor that. Like, it's like, that's allowed to open. and be Yeah, allowed. exactly. Right. And, and I've even noticed that, um, and I was kind of working on it, because I have like six or seven different Instagram accounts that post all kinds of different stuff. And I've noticed a theme with videos that go viral. I've noticed certain themes with like certain videos that instantly go viral or a couple that I have that have a million views and stuff. And it's all and how they're like all connected and stuff. So I think that the algorithms know about this and know what to let through mm -hmm. and what not to let through right. right down to what day to let things through and not. Cause like, and even in, like, it's like on an animal page, and I have these turtles on a log and they're doing their thing and then they're like, then they eventually all fall off the log, but they're like balancing on it. And the song I put over it was a uh, vanilla ice turtle, turtle rap. And, and all these vanilla ice Ninja Turtle codes were a match with Brittany Griner. Oh. And it was a, the day after Brittany Griner and all these vanilla ice Ninja rap and vanilla ice turtles and all these codes matched with Brittany Griner and Britney Spears and, and like, all these relevant things and it instantly like within an hour had like 15,000 views kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. And another one was a Mark Twain video and Mark Twain matches with Elon Musk. So like there, there's these codes that they can use that are these energies. And I swear it's, it's relevant because it all, yeah, I swear the algorithm knows this and knows what to let through Man. and what not to. I think that the, that this thing is that evil. I think that the system is that like controlled by the evil. 
And then when you think about the algorithm, that's all like just a different programming language. And that kind of makes me think of sigils and how, how they work through like symbols. It's really all just messing with the, I guess, the foundations of what reality is, language. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then even the decode on that, it's algo. Algo is a star. It's a binary star, which is suggesting like a rhythm to it also. And it's a star in the head of Medusa. What does Medusa do? Turns you to stone. It's also considered the demon star. So it's like heavily connected to that. It's algo rhythm. It's the algo's rhythm, the rhythm that turns you into stone. It's there to design you, to stop you, to petrify you. So it's like, think when someone's like on their phone when you're trying to have a conversation right. and they get sucked in by the algorithm. They're turned into stone. Yeah, you can no longer get through to them. They're not listening to you. The more shit changes, the more it stays the same. That's wild. It's all just the same shit from the past. It's just, it's changed because of the technology, but it's still just basically signs and symbols, manipulating the mind to accept the narrative that they push forward. Yeah. Which that even fits like the red pill, blue pill, because um, the red pill when, or the red, like think chakras. So the red, that's the root chakra. So that's like um, fear, uh, like eat, eat, create, like eat, make babies and like survive it's like that but you can transcend that into a higher consciousness where it's like if you trans if you're stuck in that state and you transcend that to the higher consciousness that's like the true awakening because that's awakening like in the darkness of the fear and and all that kind of thing transmuting above that and then the the blue that's the throat chakra mm -hmm. and so like the the that's communication. That's a two-way street. That's not just talking. That's listening. So if you have an unbalanced blue, the blue pill, which means you're probably taking the blue pill too much, that means that you're going to believe what you hear and you're going to be regurgitating instead of speaking your own thoughts. Ah, okay, okay. So the, so like they rely on the people to regurgitate, to believe what they, they hear, right? Mm -hmm. And then regurgitate what they believe that they heard rather okay. than using their listening for discernment and they're speaking for expression and truth and right now just when you were saying that it made me think what happens when you have balance in both of them as in uh red and green doesn't red and blue make purple yeah the highest and then that's chakra. your crown chakra right wow yeah see like all that shit fascinates me like the color the numbers the letters it's like a magic it's it's, it's magic in a sense it's like who created this where did it come from now you talk about the cube is the cube you you also talk about saturn satan how they kind of coincide can you yep. kind of explain how this works yep um i think that it's through geometrical manipulation that they have slowed down the ever-flowing geometry of nature and reality and that's where we get the cube hmm. is that they've kind of stopped this ever-flowing geometry they've slowed it down somehow and, and that's why you get the cube on top of the hexagon the hexagon is supposed to be harmony and and structure and peace and love and community it's like the right like the bees right the honeycomb mm, yeah. and uh they somehow slowed it down and created this cube within that hexagon the cube's always there but the, it's more like this ever-flowing thing of energy but they're able to slow it down and, and even further on that cube in gematria equals 31 
31 is the first degree below freezing in Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's an ice cube. Right. And it's and it's like if it's the Saturn's cube, Saturn rules the winter time. It's frozen. Those are the dark days. Mm. I don't think winter's real. I think winter is a byproduct of this slowing down of the like geom- geometrical essence of nature. And I think that that's like what snow is. I don't think snow is real. I think it's a, I think it's a byproduct of the cube. And uh, so, so how does how would this tie in? Because I've also seen memes and pictures of how they use the cube to kind of it 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 can the cube from the cube you can extract the major religions: Islam, Christianity, yeah. and what was the other one? There's one more, and Christianity, Islam, and I forget. But how does that work out? Well, the cross, the cross, you can fold out the cross into a cube. So the cross represents the cube being folded out. Like if you're to Google how to make a cube out of paper, it'll give you a template that's a cross. Right. And you fold it and it turns into a cube. Yeah. And then the cube would also, if you see it 3D through a vector, you would get the star of David, right? Yeah, exactly. But which good. And it also represents the... Merkaba, which is also the heart chakra, and then heart anagram for earth. But I think that, yeah, it's like a fabric on top of the reality. And they say like, oh, it's everything is the Fibonacci sequence. I work with people, we call it the fib of no cheat. And we decode that like we we, we go deep dive into like these kind of codes of reality. And uh, yeah, we just think that it's it's the false fabric of reality but it's on top of the reality. So therefore it is the reality. And what if can, that makes sense. It kind of does, but what can we as humans do to kind of maybe use this or with this knowledge, bring about the change that we want to see in the world? Well, I think it's, we all are doing our part and we all have something to learn from each other. And we just got to, you know, just find ourselves and be better and like work towards that higher self and finding our Dharma and finding purpose in this mess of a thing we call planet earth right now and all that but but then even with the the cube and connecting to the the merkaba and the star of david and all that think about how the it has to do with also the cutting the crucifying which i the crucifixion i decode as the curse of fiction right this false reality um and it's the cutting off of the capstone. The cross is literally on top of the skulls as well, representing that it's the skull, the 33 vertebrae. Mm-hmm. After your 33 vertebrae, you awaken your Christ, you awaken, you awaken your pineal gland. So that's why they say Jesus died at 33, because that's they cut off the access to the higher mind. Mm-hmm. That's why the pyramid does, is missing the top part. That's what that represents, the capstone. They're blocking us from fully getting into our third eye, same with like fluoride in the water and mm-hmm. calcifying the pineal gland and all that right. stuff. Like they have cut us off from achieving that higher consciousness and they want to control that higher consciousness. Right. And that's why I always say children who are young, they haven't had as much shit pumped into their uh, pineal gland that it's not calcified. So they have a much deeper connection and can quickly get into that meth- method or that access to the source. But once adults grow up, they drink all this fluoride, fluoridated water, all these chemicals that are harming us. They fuck up the pineal gland. Do you think it's possible to regenerate it or come yeah, back to I it? think like I've had to regenerate it. I think you can heal anything. So it's no different. And it, and it 
might just be the work. I think like even your awareness helps heal it. Even the fact that you have this magical thing about it, your body will begin to like start to heal it. If you're unaware of it, then it's probably just going to keep doing its thing. Mm. But you have to like be able to tap into that. So what are some and of the, that, what are the some sorry, what are some of the things that people can do to help regenerate the pineal gland? I think it's all this stuff. It's like the the work within, the awareness of it. Um finding yourself as well, like maybe whether that's meditation or that kind of thing. I think it's just kind of like I think for like the true awakening, you kind of just get picked. It's like like God picks you or something like that. And and then it's like it doesn't mean that like every like anyone can do it or whatever, but there'll come a time in your life. Like for me, I had a pretty crazy awakening. Like I had like a real deal kind of stuff. And it was like absolutely every factor. And then add in the pandemic and everything. Like it was like my whole life that led me to it. So there's a lot of factors to it, but I think just like being aware of it and being aware of that, like like trying to tap into it, try and like just see if you can feel it, see if you can see if you can access it and start there. Hmm. Like I, even an exercise I would do would be like you can picture like a triangle and your and your two eyes are your bottom and your third eye would be the top part of that triangle and try and create that triangle and try and tap into something in your brain. Whoa, say that again. When Think you, of your two eyes as the bottom part of the triangle and your and the your third eye as the top part of the triangle. Uh-huh. And then and then, and then kind of bring and then see if you can send the energy from like your third eye to the top part of your triangle and create that triangle from your two eyes and your third eye. Whoa, dude, that's so fast. I heard something very similar like that. I heard how did it go? I heard something like go in a dark room and look at a candle and then get close enough to where you start seeing two candles and then at that moment close your eyes and keep that gaze and that it's supposed to do something with your pineal gland. I can't remember. Fuck, I read this a long time ago, but it, it reminds me of that. How do people discover these, these things? Like, okay, I'm going to imagine a triangle and then... Yeah, I think, I know, I think they know, I think this information and how to do this, they keep from us because, mm -hmm. again, they want it, they don't want us. They don't want everyone to awaken. They don't want everyone to access this. So they keep us in this lower consciousness, which is even the red pill, blue pill paradigm. They don't want you because after the throat chakra, the blue is your third eye. Mm -hmm. So they don't want you to get that. They want to cap you off at the blue. They want to keep you in the red to the blue. That's why it's the sirens. Oh, That's why sure. it's red versus blue. That's why it's, you know, in politics, it's all that, right? Like, oh, man. So that because that keeps us in that lower and sure that creates red and blue makes that purple, but they control the crown chakra right now. So, so us getting caught in that red and blue kind of only feeds their crown chakra because they're controlling that because they don't want us in that, mm -hmm. in that third eye. Right now. Do you have, any, wanna... do you have another, any other techniques? Like what you just explained like that to imagine your, your eyes being the bottom of the triangle? Um, it's tough because I think I've been practicing like I had my first out of body when I was like 17. So I just knew that I had this stuff. So I just been looking into this stuff for a while for, for me, it's like, it's at this point, it's, it's, it's almost like a light switch. It's not quite, but it's kind of just like, I just know how to tap into it. So it's just been a lot of just act. I don't know. I think it's, you just got to kind of find yourself and, and get comfortable with like your spiritual body and like, mm not limit yourself and, 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 you know, sometimes we're more awake in our, 
in our pineal are more tapped into it than we think and don't even realize it where thinking about it might actually like hinder that connection because you might start analyzing it or forcing it rather than it just being a natural thing for sure let me tell you something and i always feel and sound like i'm saying something crazy but whenever i'm trying to take a nap and i'm not thinking i'm just trying to go to sleep i'm not trying to do anything special or anything i will start seeing things that are not near me like i'll see like if I'm seeing through the eyes of somebody far away and I don't know if I am psychically doing anything, but I've noticed it's, it's only when I have my eyes closed and I'm trying to like, I can't even explain it. It's like, like you said, one of those things that you just kind of realize and understand yourself. But I've noticed that when I'm trying to sleep and I try to kind of like have my eyes not open or not closed and not trying to see anything, I'll have this happen. But like you, like you said also, when I try to analyze and try to do it, it won't work. And I know I sound crazy. I don't know if this is real or this is just me making shit up. But I really do feel like I am... I don't know what is that called when you can see things from far away. Do you know what that is? Do you just mean like farsighted or do you mean like clairvoyant? Clairvoyance, yes. I feel yeah. like that's what I'm getting. But when I try to do it or analyze it or try to figure out how it works, it doesn't. And it's just like at the randomness times when I'm trying to take a nap right before I fall asleep I'll have these visions like through my eyelids I can't explain it yeah I think I get that too where um I'll I'll be having a clairvoyant thought but then it it's almost becomes this like there are two choices on this can clairvoyant thought get brought up and then one's like the devil or some sort of negative energy is like oh it's this one like it, it messes with me mm. But I also, and this even fits with like Christmas a bit. So like uh, Santa Claus, right? San, Satan Claus. Like we don't, like it, it is what it is or whatever. But uh, he knows when you're asleep. He knows when you're awake. So be good for goodness sake. He knows when you're awake. So when you go through a third eye awakening or when you really tap into it, it's it's like a death and rebirth kind of thing where there is like almost this cosmic spark that happens. And they're so tapped into the, the energy and the grid and everything that they know every time someone awakens. Every time he knows when you're asleep, he knows when you're awake. Mm-hmm. They know every time. They get like some sort of thing on their on their whatever they used to analyze this. They are fully aware that your awakening happens. And they almost have a dimmer switch on you. So if you like awaken too much, you become too much light, they're literally you're literally gonna get negative energy sent on you. Oh. There's even uh, there's even a thing called it's called squid, and I don't know if you know, but it's like anything ate the spider, the squid. It's like all connected to Satan, like the octopus and all that. It's Cthulhu. Cthulhu matches with Saturn in uh, Gematria. That's the name of. Uh, let's see if I can get this thing. But there's a thing called squid. It's like, and it literally is is kind of like the Schumann resonance or something like it it picks up when like there's a change when, when like someone kind of goes through this awakening spark. Hmm. So I know a lot of people that have had a really tough kind of couple of years because we had the awakenings and it just feels like you just get these like spiritual attacks on you. Right. Yeah. That just made me think, um, what movie, it was a show. It was called American gods. And so this lady dies and she's dead, but she comes back to life and she can only see her husband as light. So it's kind of like a GPS. Anywhere she looks around her, everything looks kind of dead and red. But when she looks at a certain position where, where her husband is far away, there's light there. 
So if you would have mixed it with this idea that you're telling me, maybe these demons or this other realm, these negative entities, like you said, when they can tell when someone woke up and there's like a light there. So they run over there and try to disrupt you with like either tempting you to do negative things or to submit, to drink alcohol, to cheat on somebody. And they kind of tempt you so you can fall down and dim diminish your light. Yeah, exactly. And then that even like, that makes me think of Pinocchio and like how like we're kind of tapped to like a puppet string and it's till we like break through with that. There's a video going around that it's a couple years old, but it's like Santos Bonacci talking about how Pinocchio is pine, Okio is eye. It's mm -hmm. literally like, a, it literally is describing the third eye awakening. And to me, that's like breaking free from being run by those puppet strings. That's like, which is like your subconscious mind versus going into your conscious mind as well. But they'll, they'll, they'll tighten up the puppet strings when you start going too off, when you start breaking the matrix a little too much, they don't like A lot of people that. wanted to know. Uh, I found the video, you want me to play? It's two minutes long. Sure. Okay, uh, this is Santos Bonacci, guys. Y'all go check him out. He's a re like really high spiritual teacher. Uh, he knows a lot about the occult. And again, occult doesn't mean evil or, or scary. It just means hidden knowledge. So he, he's researched a lot of hidden things and he has a really great way of explaining them. So Santos Bonacci, spelled B-O-N-A-C-C-I. And this video is called Santos Bonacci, Pinocchio, True Meaning, Pineal Gland, Oculus, Third Eye. So y'all check this out. Pineal Gland. I had a lot of messages yesterday because a lot of people watched your show with that young woman the other day. So um, the Pineal Gland is the Third Eye. When you read the story of Pinocchio, Pinocchio has two words, pine, P-I-N, pineal gland, and occhio is ocular. Occhio in Italian is eye. That's why you go to an oculist. So Pinocchio means the pineal gland. So pineal, um, Pinocchio is a puppet. He's not a real person. In order to become a real person, to ascend, you have to activate your pineal gland. You have to stop telling lies. As everyone sees your nose grow every time you tell a lie. You have to stop being deceived by your friends. You have to stop going to the circuses and the shows, as all the philosophers have ever said. Getting drunk, intoxicated with drugs, and to be sober. And so Pinocchio made it. Yes, he got fooled, he got seduced, he didn't go to school. His friends turned him into swine, but they remained swine. Just like Ulysses' friends, they didn't return back to Ithaca, to Thracia, rather, um, with him. He was the only one that returned, but all his friends turned into swine. So the pineal gland is the third eye and it's our highest consciousness so if you want to be real just read the story of pinocchio and activate your pinocchio so that's pretty much it folks and it, i know it sounds like this guy is just making shit up but no when you really look into what he's talking about it all ties in and it all connects 
yeah even the the pine cone your third eye looks like a pine cone and then it's like the pine cone closed versus awakening awakening if you look like in a lot of the catholics and stuff whenever they have the pine cone it's always a closed pine cone because they want to keep that pine cone closed but we're we're here to change that and start opening up these pine cones start having those pinocchio awakenings pine trees spine like rise up the spine right it's all in there for us and I guess, I guess to close out, um, I guess that's the whole purpose of this, to help people reintegrate or like decalcify their pineal gland. And the way I've heard it said is one of the best ways is to stop eating the food from grocery stores. Because all that shit is calcifying your pineal gland, even the fluoride when you brush your teeth, all that stuff. The best thing to do, I think, I mean, it's hard, but you would have to find a community of people, move off grid, y'all grow your own food, plant your own food, um, Clean your own water. Uh, there's different things I've heard. You can electrify water also. It'll help you become, um, I don't know how they say it. Electrifying the water makes it just way more better for you. And that's how it should be. And all the water now is basically tainted. Bottled water is bad for you. It has uh, microplastics in it. So essentially, if you want to raise your third eye, you have to kind of be a hermit. You know, Find like-minded people and buy some land and figure it out. Cities are are pens for animals we're like in a cage essentially when you live in a city yeah you definitely there's just like you'll have to go through a hermit process too like if you're if you're really committed to it like you, it kind of end up that way like it, it can get pretty lonely mm-hmm. when yeah. you're when you when you're like just see the world differently like it's it's even like a buddhist joke is like uh, after your enlightenment go spend time with your family Right. Like, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too about like I when I was young, I thought I was going to end up being a monk. <clears throat> but when I thought about it, it's like okay, these guys seclude themselves from society and they ascend. But after that what? You you got to bring that knowledge back. You got to bring it and share it with the community and help them ascend too. You can't just seclude yourself and never bring any of that stuff back. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's maybe there's more to be Maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's a reason they keep it that way. Maybe I, I don't want to accuse monks of anything, but you know, like I'm just suspicious of everything. <laughs> well, bro, monks ain't that sacred either. I'm sure you heard yeah. a report recently that uh, at a monastery, all the monks were kicked out because they were doing meth. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> they were taking meth pills. These <laughs> monks. But what what could you do where you're on meth? meditate harder like what what are you going to do at a monastery yeah you're probably too productive sweep faster (laughs) yeah could have some cool visions i'm sure yeah i don't know man that's crazy it seems like even monks can be can fall you know yeah there's bad seeds everywhere okay so as we close off tj what would you say if you had something if you had uh, the microphone and the world could listen to you and you had like a minute to give advice to, to those who, to awaken those who may be on the verge or on the process, what would you say? I would say that they have done everything to control your mind on every aspect and every angle that it's there subconsciously, whether you see it there or not, and to be weary of that. But even further with that, the head is the heaven. And, um, in order to get into heaven, I say that you got to go through the church, but the church ain't the church I'm talking about. The church is the heart. So what happens is we go too much. We get too much into our head without going to our accessing our head through our heart, through our frequency, through 
our love through our everything, through the beauty and everything, we just go straight to the mind. And if you don't filter your heart, that means that you're bringing your lower chakras in. You're bringing your root, your past, your survival, your fear, your trauma, and you have to use your heart to heal that and filter that. And that is your true church. And when you get that and you filter through that, then you are, then you are accessing heaven properly. And if you don't, then you are bringing that trauma, that fear, that past and all that into your heaven. And that will therefore influence your decisions. Wow. Yeah, I love it, brother. It really is love at the end of the day. As corny yeah. and as cheesy as it sounds, if you love yourself, you eat properly, you sleep well, you have good relationships, um, you meditate. But if you don't, if you hate yourself, you go to sleep late, you do whatever the fuck you want, you have no discipline. And it really is that simple, folks. Love yourself, like truly, and then really, truly be honest with yourself and see if you're, you're really loving yourself and doing the things that you should be doing to ascend. Definitely. Well, TJ, this was great. Um, I love your outlook. I'm going to keep on listening to your podcast. Let's talk about that really quickly. Um, when did you start your podcast, Contemporary Problems? I started it in 2020, like everybody else. Um, what was it the was, I always knew I'd get into it. And, and like I do like comedy, like that kind of thing. And it started off as like just a comedy podcast. But then 2020 just got way worse. And I was just like talking about truth and, and all that more where I, I just kind of did a full switch over. And I like deleted all the old episodes and then became more of like a truther podcast. Still integrate. Like I, I keep the comedy subject there just to keep it open and mm -hmm. fun. And then I can just be like, hey, it's just comedy. Yeah, it's just comedy. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I've been, I've been into this for a couple of years. I've been into podcasting. Like, this is probably like my year four of podcasting. I've had other, I've done like sports podcasts and, and all kinds of other things. Um, but it's been a rough year and I haven't, it's been really hard on me. Like I said, they, I had a, I had a large awakening and, and I was feel like I was just under a lot of spiritual attacks for, for the whole, for these past couple of years. So I haven't been able to get out as much as I wanted to with that, but that's all like changing now. And I've, and I've finally figured that out and it's all kind of coming together finally. It's good brother. And man, I got to hand it to you because it seems like the majority of solo ones. I, I, and that's, I don't think I could imagine talking by myself for an hour. Yeah, it's hard. It's weird. And um, I, that took a long time to get used to, too. But I, I really like doing the solo ones. They're, they're like pretty intimate and personal. And, and, and yeah, they're just like fun. They're hard, though, for sure. But I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping to keep doing that. I, I, wanted, I wanted to be an only solo podcast, but mm -hmm. it's just I needed the guests. I needed the support to help get me over these hurdles that I've been faced with these past couple of years. When you do the solo ones, do you have like notes or do you have an idea of what you're going to talk 50 -50. about? Fifty-fifty. It's either something that I've thought about all week and I can just blast it out. Sometimes I'll just wake up and it'll just be channeled and I can go. And then sometimes it depends. Like it's still just so open. It depends what I want to talk about. Sometimes it's more of a permanent. Sometimes it's more of like a short-term kind of thing. So, so yeah, I, I'm pretty like just go with what's, what's working or what, what, it, what feels right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. The same thing with me. I, I, at first, I used to do a lot of planning. I would basically type out the whole show or what I wanted to talk about. And then at the end, I would barely touch any of that. And uh, I found out that just spontaneous, off the fly, just on the moment, uh, it seems to bring out things that should be said at times. Yeah, exactly. The more creative thing. The same thing that reminded me of like with when my band, with writing songs, it's like, say we wrote an album that took eight months or a year to write. 
I probably say there's 10 songs, probably seven of those songs were all written in one day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, and then the other three took the rest of the year to write. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, sometimes there's just that spark and hopefully you can align that spark. Hopefully you can align in that. Cause that's what it's all about. It's all about alignment and aligning to your truth and aligning to the right vibration and raising frequencies, age of Aquarius, mm -hmm. Aquarius is frequency and vibration as well. It's big on that. So like, vibrations everything right now and tapping into the, the right frequencies and that's what we're all doing we're all raising that we're all raising everyone's consciousness yes by doing this by doing podcasts and, and all that and and putting it out there that's all it is it's just like i'm just adding another consciousness download to the ether yeah. by putting sure. out a podcast for sure just being yourself speaking your truth and putting it out yeah there. yeah i think that's we got to glitch out the matrix and being yourself and speaking your truth is a good way to do that yeah that's the thing and people want to talk about making plans to overthrow the government to do this or that <laughs> but it's like nah man just do your thing and your thing is going to reverberate and it'll hit somebody's ears and then it, they'll speak it out and it, that'll reverberate and it'll just be ripples all over the place yeah exactly i love it brother so how can people find you if they want to check out your podcast and check out your instagram and your tiktok and all that uh, yeah, it's at contemporary problems underscore. Um, there might be other accounts. One's banned or no one's uh, been hacked or whatever, but it's at contemporary problems underscore on TikTok and Instagram. And then uh, and then the podcast is called contemporary problems. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm -hmm. I'll put the show, the, the link on the show notes and um I'll have you on again, brother. I want to talk about creativity. Maybe we can talk about the muse and maybe how some of these artists maybe might be manipulated to create certain Oh, music. yeah, I got, I got lots on that. And like the record industry and just kind of, or the music industry and just kind of being a part of that and all yeah, that. Yeah. I got lots on that. Cool, for cool. Sure. Yeah, that sounds like a date. So um, thank you for joining me, TJ. Uh, this was great. I love con connecting with like-minded people. Uh, like, again, I say, always say I feel like I, I just went to church. And like when you talked about church today, I kind of put it more into perspective. There we go. All right, TJ. So thank you for joining us again, y'all guys. Please check out Contemporary Problems underscore. Uh, all the links will be down below. Uh, give him a check out. Check out his Instagram. He's always posting truth, and I'm always liking his shit and stalking him online. And uh, he's just a good comrade to have in your Rolodex. So thank you for <laughs> listening again. Uh, remember, know thyself, improve thyself. Find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace. Alrighty, guys. I hope you all enjoyed that talk that I had with TJ. Um, I feel so bad, TJ. I'm so sorry that I got your name wrong in the beginning. Um, I fucked up. My bad. But uh, I know we love each other. We're comrades, and we're just here to spread the good word. And uh, to the listeners, I wonder if I sound different. I'm using my gaming headset for some reason. I thought, I wonder, I'll give it a try. Maybe it sounds good. Um, I need to make this podcast better in some way. Probably get some microphones or something. But um, as we come to a close, I asked uh, my homeboy, TJ, that y'all should go check out his podcast, Contemporary Problems. Um, what song we should close with? And um, he shared with me this song called kill the time by a band called Homefront, and uh, i love the song um, it kind of gives me retro 80s vibes uh brings me back to that time you know i was born in 89 and um, there was still some residue left over from the 80s at that time and it's um it's strange to see you know just how time changes but i'm i think i'm just ranting uh, i wanted to close this out with this song called kill the time by Homefront. 
and um, please go check out TJ stuff, his TikTok, Instagram, everything that he's got. I'm gonna put the links down below, so y'all go check it out. And um, if y'all wanna tip the show, there's a link down below. So again, remember, know thyself, improve thyself, find the others, and then you'll know what to do. Peace. This is Kill the Time by Homefront. Um, I found a song on YouTube. I don't think it's on Spotify, so it's a rare gem. Check it out.
Peace.